Do 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 do. Hi everyone. Uh, I keep trying to get the right tone of the high, and life just doesn't want me to get the right high. Um, not the drug kind of high, the greeting kind. <laughs> that joke was stale. Okay, okay. Um, my name is Adela Scotland. I also can't fail to say my own name right. And welcome to my podcast, Color Your Life, which I also can't seem to say right. Um, <laughs> anyways, my podcast focuses on looking at the lives, accomplishments, sacrifices, contributions of colored people all across the globe, and also, you know, um, examining theories put out against us by white supremacy so like my first episode was on Christopher Columbus and you know I just want to do my part to spread black pride to share black culture and heritage so that we can really bind together as a people and an episode that I hope to do in the future is actually going to be on pan-Africanism because Oh my goodness, I totally love that concept. Anyways, <laughs> my sinus is really acting up, so if you hear me, a little shortness of breath. No, I am not dying, I am not going to die, I do not have a heart condition. I was just born with a really blaffle respiratory system. <laughs> Alright. So today's episode, we are going to look at Alexander Hamilton because this week is July 4th, which is American Independence. And I think it is really important for people to know that a black man from Nevis in the Caribbean literally saved America. If it wasn't for him, America probably would not be an independent nation right now. So it's maybe under British rule. Or well, just like, who knows? So... I found out about Hamilton through the musical, which is actually phenomenal. So have a look. It's coming out on Disney+. Plus. I think it's out already, or it's coming out like this week. So you guys should definitely give it a watch. It is life-changing, I could tell you that. And the reason why I fell in love with Hamilton is because of his passion, his vigor, his love for politics and law and he was a genius he was a financial genius a political genius a military genius and in his really short life because he was murdered by Aaron Burr and we are going to get into that in a bit you know he really did like beyond a lot like so 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 much and I feel he's connected to him in a way because of his Hamilton's life crisis centered around not being able to do enough within his lifetime, not being able to learn enough within his lifetime, and that's something that I struggle with personally. I have a really hard time accepting the fact that I will never be able to know everything, but I want to be able to know everything, and I want to solve problems that what is the meaning of existence? What is love? Who are we? Why are we here? Are there parallel universes? Are there other beings besides us? Like a whole span of things that I go crazy about and I genuinely need to know before I depart. 
of Hamilton, even though he lives in a different town to us, in a different world to us. These were the things that kept him driven as well. So that's why he is like my role model. And anytime he beats me down, like, oh my gosh, C-sec biology. <laughs> you know, my friends would know I C-sec biology with a turmoil. You know, Hamilton, you know, reminded myself of his existence and also of making me the cause that gave me the strength to go on. Um... Yeah, and, well, interestingly enough, in 2015, Donald Trump wanted to take Hamilton's place off of the $10 bill in America, which is really ironic, because if it wasn't for Hamilton, America actually will not have a monetary system, because he established the American finance system. He paid off America's debts to Britain after the war, which is something people like Thomas Jefferson, who we're going to touch a little bit on, in this episode and other people like Aaron Burr were like, why are you doing this, bro? He was like, um, we just fought for our independence from Britain and even though we should not have to owe them a debt, they are going to put us in debt and we need to pay or they won't leave us alone. And well, he was obviously right about that. He established the Bank of America, which is still their main primary bank to this day. So, I don't know why Trump was going to take the guy he literally gave them a financial system off of the $10 bill. Which, the value of what he did for America should not be summed up by $10, I'm sorry. You know, the very fact that George Washington, you know, literally called Hamilton to save the day should, you know, speak to the awesomeness of the guy. So, anyways, as I sounded fit to do with the previous episode on Symbioticator, the Lion King of Maui, I am going to pull up the source on the internet and just... Well, for Symbiata, yeah, like three paragraphs, but because Hamilton did so much in such a short space of time, I just mentally selected some excerpts from history.com that I'm going to read for you guys. And <sighs> I mean, I have some comments on this article, actually, but I mean, I read a lot of articles on him in preparation for this episode. And this one organized itself chronologically, and it did give the most insight. That's why I decided to go with it. But, um, <coughs> that was a finest touch, but I tried to play it cool. Yeah, but, um, I really find that... I really find, yes, find that... The only person who has ever done Hamilton justice is the amazing, the incredible, the absolutely brilliant and beyond this earth musical he just did, Lin-Manuel Miranda. Because, honestly, every other source about Hamilton tries to downplay one simple fact, that the guy was black. Even here in the document, as I read it for you, they did not mention his blackness. He was a quadroon. Um, you know, in the past, since being black was societally deemed as a bad thing, they had like this ranking to rank how black you were. 
the quad dream is where he had a wife's parents, Hamlin and Lux are parents. Uh, Hamilton himself, Hamilton has been writing since his nephew learned how to hold a quilt. He himself, you know, spoke extensively about his black mother. You know, but every single online source that says not Hamilton's original document does not include that. And it sickens me that they can't even admit that one of the founding fathers of America was not white. He was a black guy from Nevis in the Caribbean, you know? But um, anyways, time to read this article from history.com. So, <coughs> Woo! so I feel one important thing to note is that Hamilton and Thomas Jefferson, their rivalry is actually what helped to shape the first nation political parties. Now, the Federalist Party, which Hamilton may have associated with, is dismantled so that does not exist in the u.s political system today but the democratic party that was started through thomas jefferson still does can i tell you thomas jefferson was a racist he was a racist i will get into that in this episode definitely and it just amazes me you know america really needs a black oriented party a black formed party a black conscious party, a black aware party, you know, having Obama be part of the Democrats and be president, that can be enough to really, you know, close in on the racial gap in that country. So sad. And, um, yeah, let me start to read. I was gonna start to sidetrack a little bit and talk about what's going on here. But I actually intend to do that on my next episode because I'm going to talk about the struggle for independence. Because I got Kate to the following week and that's when the syllabus and I was like, hey, two birds and one stone, podcast, studying. So I would save that for then. So anyways, time to start reading. So I'm going to start with Hamilton's childhood in the Caribbean. Hamilton was born either in 1755 or 1757. It was 1757, he said so himself. But the 1755 scandal came out because white people refused to believe that Hamilton was as smart as he was, as young as he was. So they came up with this, they came up with this conspiracy theory that he was born in 1755. Not true, totally false. Wait, so he was born in the Caribbean island of Nevis. Hamilton's father abandoned the family in 1766. And his mother died two years later. Hired as a clerk in a trading company on St. Crux. When he was just 11, Hamilton gained wider attention after he published an eloquent letter describing a hurricane that hit the island in 1772. And this part of Hamilton's life story I find so sweet and so absolutely touching. When the people of his community read his letter and the level of brilliance and eloquency and literary genius it contained, they pooled their money together, they packed around a bucket, and they collected enough money to not only send Hamilton to America to further his education, but to pay 
education at King's College, which is now Columbia. So I think that that is like absolutely amazing. Okay, I think I have to cough again. <coughs> Guys, if you have sinus or are allergic to a lot of things like me, so I have a double mommy, please take care of yourself right now. I am begging you because I'm taking care of myself and I can still barely breathe. So if you have the same problem as me, please. I know us lactose-intolerant people like to live life risque, but don't. Okay, that was a little side note. Time to get back to the point, right? So by 1777, he had captured the attention of the army's commander-in-chief, General George Washington. Because, okay, let me give you guys a little quick background on the American War's independence. So in 1772, 12 states and 13 colonies of America, I think Georgia, did not show up, held the first Continental Congress, where they were basically you know, voicing their concerns about not having, you know, freedom, not having representation in British Parliament, and being ruled from a monarch, King George VI at the time, overseas. And they had another one in 1774, and basically Britain had just finished sending off France in the Seven Years' War, also known as the French and Indian War, and they were in debt, so they were taxing the British colonies, especially America, um, like, way more than usual. And the people were like, we don't even have representation in your government. Do you guys want to tax us? Ha! And then, boom, the American War of Independence broke out. And even though um, they declared themselves independent in 1776 on July 4th, which is why we celebrate Independence Day on that day, they didn't gain independence, I think it was until September the 1st, 1833, when they signed the Treaty of Paris. Anyways, right, so by 1777, he had gained the attention of the Army's Commander-in-Chief, General George Washington, who gave him a position on his staff. So, in 1780, he married Elizabeth Schuyler. I'm trying to kind of sing their names how to introduce them in musical, but I'm failing. Anyways, Elizabeth Schuyler was the daughter of a wealthy and influential New York landowner and a military officer. And they went on to have eight children. And I'm going to tell you guys about one in particular, Philip Hamilton, when I get closer to Hamilton's death. And you guys are going to see why. And if you have a heart, you would cry. Because I cried. Wait, scratch that. I balled down my house. <laughs> Alright, so at Yorkton. So in the decisive clash of the Battle of Yorkton, Hamilton acquitted himself brilliantly, leading a successful assault that contributed to the surrender of British General Lord Charles Cornwallis. So this is basically when Hamilton was serving under Marquis de, sorry, oh my gosh, my French, Marquis de Lafayette, um, who was serving in his division, and Hamilton, um, he led the attack at the Battle of Yorkton, so Lafayette, he was French, actually, so his battalion and Hamilton's battalion 
led a double ambush that led to the defeat of Charles and his surrender and won America their independence. So let's let's just let that sink in. Hamilton, a black man from the Caribbean, fought the final battle that led to American independence. And we could even go further as to say that Lafayette, who was from France, a Frenchman, not even quote-unquote native born in America, and by that I just mean, you know, descendants of colonists. So, no American man led the final battle at Yorkton. So, um, yeah, Trump. Yeah. Okay, so let's just go down to now after, where he was chosen for the Constitutional Convention, and he helped to ratify the Constitution. So basically, there are 85 documents that ratify the Convention. John Jay wrote five, James Madison wrote 25, and Hamilton wrote the other 51. So let that sink in. Alexander Hamilton, freshly, you know, acquiring his law degree and practicing law, you know, and, you know, he still had the time to have an active practice because he was actually in the first murder trial of the Freemason, but he also had the time to write 51 of the Federalist Papers. Let that sink in. And this really angered some people. Like, Aaron Burr, who really hated Hamilton. Like, really, really, really. And well, if we continue to read that, I'm going to read Hamilton's exact words and comments on Aaron Burr. Oh my gosh! Boy, even funny! Okay, so Hamilton as Secretary of the Treasury. So after um, George Washington unanimously won the election, we had Thomas Jefferson <laughs> as his Treasury, uh, sorry, as his Secretary of State, and Hamilton as his Secretary of the Treasury. Charted in 1791 and modeled on the Bank of England, the first bank of the United States was formed by Hamilton, and this succeeded in fueling economic growth and marked the high point of Hamilton's influence on the new nation. So guys, just like, ah, you know, that thinking, you know, Hamilton is responsible for the success of America after the war's independence. Because let me tell you something, it was one thing to be able to successfully fight for your independence, but it is a completely other thing to be able to survive. And we're actually going to look at that with the Haitian Revolution, where, honestly, personally, I believe that after the revolution, their leaders greatly failed the people. And that would have been the case in America too, if not for one man, Alexander Hamilton. And this is why I say he was wise beyond his years, because one thing Hamilton always did was he saw in front, he thought ahead, you know, he planned ahead, he thought things through, and he looked at things that no one else would even think to think to think to conceive about looking at. You know, and that's where we really have to appreciate him and all that he did for America. So, um, let's read down, oh my gosh, the Reynolds pamphlet. 
I tried to do with productive ways and failed. So let me see if I could try one more time, even though I'm probably going to embarrass myself. The Reynolds pamphlet. Okay, cringy! That was probably cringy too. Okay, so... John... Crap. No, not John Adams. Actually, yeah. John Adams, Alan Burr, Thomas Jefferson. These people do not like our boy Hamilton. And they were trying to accuse him of stealing money from the treasury because he was snooping around town and he had, like, you know, all his missing excuses to not be able to be in certain places at certain times. And they were like, he steal from the treasury. But you see... And this is the importance of writing and keeping detailed records when you work particular jobs. You know, he had the documents to show that he did not steal a cent and... Okay, Hamilton, this was an idiot move. Why on earth would you write a pamphlet about your affair with Mrs. Reynolds? Let me see her exact name, Maria Reynolds. In 1797, the Reynolds pamphlet was published exposing Hamilton's sex scandal. Oh no! Why, Hamilton, why? Oh my gosh, did I just do that? Yes, I did. So, um, he cheated on his wife, Elizabeth. That much is obvious. Now, the thing is, Hamilton was actually in love with Elizabeth's older sister, Angelica, and Angelica in love with Hamilton. But Angelica did not want to marry Hamilton because, well, Hamilton wasn't rich and she was the oldest sister, so she would have inherited the most from her parents because she only had three girls. And yeah, basically, she was like really ambitious and all that jazz. So um, she introduced Hamilton to her younger sister, Eliza. Guys, I don't think that bad. That was just. Well, they got married. So yeah, she cheated on Elizabeth and he exposed the entire thing to the entirety of New York City. Embarrassing! And Elizabeth was just like, Hamilton, how can you do this to me? <laughs> I love you! And while you were off at war, you know what I did? I stayed here, okay? I stayed here and I took care of our eight children all by myself all those are certain days are certain hours are certain seconds while you were off fighting a war while you were off in the trenches i didn't know you were dead or alive after all that and i stayed i stayed strong i never had lust in my heart for any other man and then i go with my sister for one week at our family's estate to enjoy a little summer vacation. And we asked you if you wanted to come, but you said no. You said that you had to work. You said that our country needed you. And you you slept with another woman. <laughs> oh, good you. Okay. Um, uh, to 
horrible. But for instance, someone who got a one in Fiesta Earth can also claim on the merit list. My grammar teacher would be very disappointed. <laughs> Anyways, um, the last thing that I'm going to read off the site would be Hamilton's rivalry with Alan and Burr. So, um, actually, I just need to say that in 1804 in New Jersey, Aaron Burr and Alexander Hamilton had a duel in which Hamilton was shot, and one day later, as he was being sailed across the Manhattan River, he was fatally killed. And this was on July 11th, 1804. Because in America, you know, actually, not just in America, I think this was Europe, this was the custom at the time. If you and a guy had a squabble, you could challenge him to a duel and shoot. And commemorate why I wanted to mention this. This is because in 1801, three years before that, his son Peter was killed in the same way, as in he was challenged to a duel by another man, um, a lawyer named George Eaker, for giving a speech bad talking Hamilton. So George challenged Philip to this duel because Philip was like, yo, how you could talk my father dirty? And George was like, oh, I could talk your father dirty as much as I want. And Philip was like, no, you can't talk my father dirty. And George was like, yeah, well, let's start a duel. And well, Hamilton came to, sorry, Philip came to his father Hamilton for advice. And Hamilton said, you know, an honorable man does not kill for unhonorable purposes some brilliant speech like that talking about you know the human and everyone kindness and virtue and he told philip so basically when you meet at the rendezvous point you and the guy stand back to back we'll walk 10 no 20 20 paces forward and we'll turn shoot at each other may the faster bullet win i guess but hamilton told his son when you turn shoot at the sky not at the man I wish George had the same moral compass, but he didn't, and he killed Hamilton's son. And, you know, after finding out that your man cheated on you, he was the best, was really broken. And Hamilton was absolutely distraught, because at the time Philip was 19, he was going to King's College, and he had a really bright future ahead of him. And oh my gosh, guys. Actually, yeah, go and Google Philip Hamilton. He was a hot, 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 like, sexy, like, sexy, sexy, like, sharp cheekbones, flaming eyes, nice hair, facial structure, because, you know, back then we didn't have, like, plastic surgery or, like, filters or whatever, so when you got your portrait done, you didn't look like that, well, you didn't look like that, you know? Philip was hot, ain't gonna lie, Philip was, like, sexy. And while we're on the topic of looks, let me guys tell you, when I googled Aaron Burr for the first time, you know in cartoons how they draw Lucifer, even if, you know, it's a creature named after the devil, the shape of their eyes and how their eyebrows are arched and their facial shape is like a kind of, I don't know, diamondy, hearty shape or whatever. Aaron Burr is the face of the devil. He looks exactly like Satan. No exaggeration, no cap. Like, look at him. When I look at him, I feel pure evil. And I actually kind of believe 
bad nightmare that night and it's really sweet because I choose that book for evil. So let me guys tell you what Hamilton said about Aaron Burr and these are his exact words. He said this in 1791 when Burr beat his father-in-law Philip Schuyler for the U.S. Senate. I say Burr is unprincipled both as a public and private man and in 1792 he wrote adding to that I feel it is a religious duty to oppose his career. So yeah that that's how my presenting went against Aaron Burr was strong. And honestly, it's because of the simple thing. Then Hamilton came to New York. You know, he was excited to work with Burr. He was excited to meet Burr. But Burr was jealous and threatened by Hamilton's brilliance. Like, literally. Because, I mean, the man is just brilliant. And Burr was jealous. And he just didn't like the guy. And he killed Hamilton out of jealousy. Simply that. And I want to bring some attention to this. This could actually be seen as, you know, America's first um, senseless black killing because, you know, Burr literally just murdered Hamilton just because, just because, like, like, here it actually says, Hamilton's shot was never intended to hit Burr. Hamilton purposely threw away his shot. You know, and it's so sad because he died three years after his son, the same way at the exact same location on the exact same day, you know, and he basically, you know, this was over the fact that Aaron Burr in 1804, he decided to run for governor in New York and he lost. Most, um, most significantly due to the opposition from his rivals, so Hamilton and the other members of his political party. And Burr published this really nasty and profane letter, you know, complaining about how Hamilton insulted him at dinner. Oh no! And then Hamilton was like, yo, how could you, like, talk about private business, you know, out like that? And, you know, Burr challenged him to a duel. It felt like if Burr wanted to do that for a really long time. Now, what I do like, though, when news broke out that Burr killed Hamilton, Burr was exiled. Like, literally, like, everyone was like, dude, how the hell could he murder Hamilton? Because, like, I mean... Hamilton, you know, was the reason why they were able to retain independent status and was doing so much for the country and would have continued to do so much for the country. Who knows what would have become of America if Hamilton was still alive. They might have actually been the world superpower. You know, so Aaron Burr, out of selfishness and jealousy and hatred, took away a life so easily as though Hamilton meant nothing and it is one of the things I will forever be most disgusted by.
So, alright, let me tell you guys what I wanted to tell you about Thelma Jefferson. So, Thelma Jefferson, one of the presidents of America and the founder of the Democratic Party, which, I mean, I guess that it is the lesser of two evils, but it is still evil nonetheless. I am reading these words out of Jefferson's own diary. No modifications have been made. This is 1000% Jefferson. Jefferson wrote notes on Virginia in 1981. He regarded the Negro in America not only inferior to whites, but also to Amerindians. The people produced drawings, paintings, carvings, and oratory, which proved the existence of a dream in their minds, which only needed cultivation. So he is talking about the Amerindians here. However, the Negro was incapable of any thought above the level of plain narration. They were not capable of composition of music with a more extensive run of melodies or of complicated harmonies. How the hell can you say that we can't create music with complicated harmony and extensive melodies when we are literally the inventors of the most complex and complicated music in the whole entire world? Sorry about that there. There was a little, you know, me pausing and me not pausing because my brother just started to drum and that would have been heard in my podcast because I'm still not entirely sure how to use the app that I got to cancel out background noise and until then yeah I might just want my kids to be as quiet as possible but anyways yeah how could you say that the negro was incapable of music with more extensive run of melody or a complicated harmony like we literally invented music with extensive melody and complicated harmony Oh, by the way, he had about nine children with his slaves. And it's still like, why would you sleep with someone who you thought was inferior to, like, everything? Who you thought was less than a daughter? Why would you insert your dick into her vagina? Like, tell me. And, you know, you can't say that she brought it on or that she wanted it or that she wanted you because you raped her. So you wanted it. You wanted her. It's not the other way around. And to this day, actually, the white side of the Jefferson family versus the black side, the white side refuses to accept them, to see them as equals, to even see them as family. It's actually really, really terrible. So I think while reading the article, I basically gave all of the inputs and all of the things that I wanted to add. Um... I'm thinking about anything else I have to say on Hamilton, and I believe everything is covered within my discussion on the beach. Food, 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 food. I don't think there's anything else. Now, time for another spoken word. Guys, I'm so excited for, like, when I do my actual wow per episode. I can't wait for you guys to see the project I've been working on. But, um... Until further notice, probably after tape, I'm a just be spoken word. So, um, 
let me pause this for a little tea factor and practice one last time because I'm definitely really shaky on this one and I'll be right back to you it's soils oh shoot I forgot to name it well I guess this is gonna be called Alexander Hamilton because I don't have any other names by me it's soil holds the roots of freedom it sees discordated plants the sun blazes illuminated glory the moon glistens luminescent hope who wouldn't want to be part of the journey to free a land from a monarch across the sea king george the sixth to be specific some fought for equality and freedom others wanted a chance to lead Representation in government and the fair constitution, these were the ideals they had at heart. But they would have lost it all at Yorktown. If George Washington hadn't bowed, the one was Alexander Hamilton from Madison Victor would be young, born in 1757 to a white man and mulatto woman, orphaned at age nine, his guardian by his own means died, wrote a letter about a tropical storm, and on American soil was his legacy born. Went to Queen's College, graduated top of his class, joined the army and his intelligence and skills surely surpassed. Married Elizabeth Schuyler, the gorgeous witch and wise, and from his loins did the bank of America rise. You see, the guy was a financial genius. Full that, a political financial genius. People around him like Burr and Jefferson were genius, but that didn't stop him. Nothing could. At the rebels' battle against General Cornwallis, in the middle of the night, a brilliant sneak attack, he commanded his men to spread. The move was of military genius. It was one of the most important battles in the war, and heavily aided in the British defeat at Yorkton, and got America their freedom. He was chosen for the Constitutional Convention, ratified the document of constitution for the new land of freedom, served as the first treasury of state, paid America's debt to Britain because we need democracy with its cake. Now, this man's life can't be summed up by this, so get it there and read some facts. Alexander Hamilton is more than just a face on the U.S. $10 bill. Um, yeah, so that was the piece for the week, guys. You know, I hope it was, like, giddy or keen enough because, like, I'm just, like, so nervous because, I mean, this is Hamilton I'm talking about. This is my idol. This is the man who I literally, I don't, okay, I don't idolize people. I don't, I don't have role models. I don't have people who I follow or care about, but I... I realize Alexander Hamilton, so that's all I got. His main thing is always taught me just be you, and you're amazing, and you're the best, and you're good enough, and you don't have to be like anybody else. So Alexander Hamilton has really helped my life. He's really influenced me to be the best person that I can be, and, well, I'm not sure if I said this at the start of my podcast. If I did, oops. But I really feel connected to Hamilton, because just like me, he was obsessed with the world around him. He was obsessed with being able to know everything and I mean 
whilst I guess the Princess Green Weeble brings us down to that we can't know everything, we will sure darn hard try as hard as we can to know everything and we won't be able to solve, you know, life crises like what's the meaning of existence, why are we here, we want to fix the world, we want to leave a better plan we met it. So I really feel from that quote of Hamilton and that conviction and, you know, just our superpower is writing, you know, I've written, like, think by now I've probably written, like, 700 poems. That's poetry alone. So, you know, I feel inspired by Hamilton that it, honestly, really, can't even find the words to describe it. But anyways, guys, you know, I hope everyone stays safe. You know, I hope everyone takes care of themselves. I hope everyone, you know, is having fun, you know. And yeah, have a good day, have a good week, have a good life. And thank you for taking time to color your life.